0: He said, all right, all right, all right. I said, let's do a podcast. Let's sit down. Let's get a coffee. Let's just talk about one, two, three, four. Mm -hmm. Uh, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Coffee with the sound. Got a little podcast. Grab yourself a little coffee and a podcast. Mm
1: -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, what's up, my babies? What's happening, stimulation gang? As you can hear, I got my husky voice on. I've um, been doing a lot of work lately, guys. Uh, was, I was going to talk about it next episode because I'm bringing you. It's 60th episode, episode 60, guys. Now I don't know how long it's taken to go here. Well, I do many years, um. But yeah, episode 60 it feels like I've done about 400, but episode 60, um. So. I'm going to recap on my week on my own uh, next episode. But yeah, I've been busy, man. We've done the Arnold Sports Festival. I hosted three days of cheerleading and dance at the Arnold Sports Festival UK. um, And then went straight into a weekend of teaching for two days. So my voice has only just come back, luckily, in time for What's Up Wednesday, for What's Happening Wednesday, for the mid-week motivation from your boy, Mr. Samuel Carl Thompson. Um, So yeah, just about got a voice so I can do this intro right now. So episode 60, what I'm bringing you guys is, remember Josh on the podcast? Now if you came to the live show, Josh did a live, I'm going to try and keep this short because my voice is actually disappearing as we speak. Um, Yeah, Josh did a talk at the live show. Now on the podcast, the two podcasts, he talked about his job. He talked about guarding the queen he talked about his marathon running he talked about his charity work he come to the live show and he talked about his battle with alcohol which shocked a few people took a few people back but everybody loved it so what i've done guys i've put it on the episode for you so next up is going to be josh's talk live from the stage at the coffee with sam and friends show then a small interview that we did on stage uh, with me and Josh. If you want to watch the video, guys, if you're not already watching the video and you're listening on the audio, go to YouTube and watch this on YouTube because it's multicam, it's videoed in ultra HD, um, crisp audio. So if you are listening on audio, it's great for you guys. But do not miss out on listening to this episode. Uh, ...or watching this episode on YouTube, guys, because it's a special one. It's the 60th one. You know what? For my 50th episode, I did the charity 12-hour. For the 60th, I am giving you a snippet from the Coffee with Sam live... Uh, ...Coffee with Sam and Friends live show. So, yeah. Without further ado, I want to get straight into this episode. So, no guest and not me waffling on. And it keeps saying waffling on, but it sounds like I'm stealing... Um taylor james from the waffle shop podcast his phrase um me chatting utter drivel on the podcast and no guest today guys please without a further ado welcome on joshua hubbard live from the coffee with sam and friends live show enjoy guys Ladies and gentlemen, please put your hands together for the king of cappuccino. It's Sam Thompson, live! Oh, I said I was gonna be professional then, but that video just cracks me up every time I watch it. I've been watching it backstage. Um, Hello guys, and welcome. So the first, Coffee with Sam and Friends live. I literally didn't know how I was going to feel when I walked out of this moment right now, but I am overwhelmed. So thank you, everybody, for buying tickets. Now, I know if you are family and friends, you've only bought tickets because you had to. All right? And also, if you're here, then you're definitely here to see the guests. Now, my own big brother told me that. I'm only coming because you've announced that Eva's coming. So I exactly know. It might have my name up on the screen, but everyone is here to see my guests. So... Um, But all we know and hear from my guests, they are not going to disappoint you guys. Um, We've had the best rehearsal before this started. So tonight is going to be a night of firsts. It's going to be a night of people stepping outside the box. As you saw, my beard on there has grown throughout the years. It's going to be a night of people doing things for the first time. It's going to be a night of fun. It's going to be a night of laughter. And hopefully you all have a great time. You all going to have a good time? Good, so who wants me to get on my first guest? I've not planned this for months for that to be your reaction. Who wants me to get on my first guest? I thought if I opened the bar at seven, you'd all be way drunker than that, and you'd be a lot louder than that. Okay, so my first guest has served for Queen and Country for over a decade, they have guarded at the Buckingham Palace and also at her own personal Windsor home. He ran three marathons in 24 hours, guys. Did not sleep. This is the UK's version of David Goggins. Please welcome to the stage, Joshua Hubbard.
0: So as Sam said, I'm Josh and tonight I'll be talking to you about how making one change can transform your life. So it's a little bit different to what everyone else is going to be doing tonight. So hands up who has ever tried stopping drinking before or at least considered it. So raise your hands if you've got round to like Monday and you thought you know what, drinking's not for me. Yeah so like half half of you there. So you're not alone. This year there was around about seven and a half million people that done dry January, which was up a million from the year before. So it's a step in the right direction. And it would have been interesting to see how their lives would have transformed if they'd have continued it for three months, six months, and you had a team watching them and see the trajectory of their life, just by something as simple as cutting alcohol out. Now, I'm not standing up here, you'd be pleased to know, to tell you to stop drinking, obviously you're drinking tonight, so that's not what my message is, but you really should. I'm glad someone laughed because my partner before this said, please don't go up on stage, do a dad joke and nobody laugh. Um, so that went down quite well. <laughs> Cheers. <laughs> right, so I'll give you a little bit of backstory, so I'll start at the beginning. So. Around about three years ago, um, I decided to take a break from alcohol, um, mainly because it was the root cause of most of my problems. Um, And I've been thinking about it for a while. I'd go a week, two weeks, and then I'd always end up back in the same place I was before. And it was no longer serving me. At this time, my partner was pregnant. Um, I had a little girl that was on the way. So I needed to be someone to look up to. And when I was thinking about giving alcohol up, anyone that's considered it before, you'll go through these, have these thoughts and these emotions, and it's all, looking back now, it's quite silly, but it's just stuff like, will anyone want to go out with me? Will my friends think I'm boring? Everyone will take the piss, which they did, to begin with. But after a while, they start asking how you did it, as opposed to why are you doing this? Does it mean I'm an alcoholic? Now, I wouldn't agree, I wouldn't say I was an alcoholic, um, I was definitely dependent on alcohol, but that was mainly for the courage and the confidence that would come with it. And I was willing to sacrifice all of that to make myself feel better. And that was mainly because if I wasn't at my best, then my family wouldn't be at their best. And people around me, it would just sap their energy, and I wanted to be giving it back to them. So again, they'd be at their best. And like I said before, I'd gone round in circles for so long about starting on Monday, starting on Monday, and everyone knows Monday never comes, does it? Whether it's drink, fitness, whatever it may be. And I was a kind of bloke as well. If anyone knows me that's in the audience, um, I don't do anything by half. So if I was going out, I was going out-out, and I'd disappear for sort of two, three days at a time. And obviously, a young family on the way, my partner being pregnant, That isn't the sort of thing that a man should be doing um, at that stage of his life. So, something had to change. At the time, when I was doing this sort of stuff, I didn't care. I'd sort of make out that I was the victim. Um, Like, with me going AWOL, it wouldn't be the pain of my family or friends or anything like that. It was more about me um, and... Like I said, me sort of playing the victim. And there'd be times where I'd be uh, around family and friends' houses, um, and some of you may do this now. To get through a social situation, um, I'd excuse myself from the dinner table. I'd go into the kitchen. I'd sneak in, by the way. I don't know these people very well. So I'd sneak into their fridge. I'd get a cold bottle of gin out, and I'd just down it before going back and sitting at the dinner table. Um, Which, looking back, I mean, (laughs) it's not very good manners when you're around somebody's house, is it? Drinking from the bottle, at least pour it into a glass. Um, (laughs) And then I'd go and sit back down, bearing in mind, I'll probably have a beer at the table as well. Um, And this was just so I could potentially have a conversation with someone um, without standing there or sitting there freezing with big sweat patches under my arms and just feeling super awkward without being able to sort of hold a conversation with anybody. Um, And as sort of anyone in their mid-20s, you should have sort of established that early on in your sort of development, which is why now I can stand up here and hold myself, and well, now I'm starting to say it, I can't even get the words out, but, So, how did I get where I am today? And how can you do the same? I chose the one thing that I could focus on that would really sort of change everything about my life, and that was cutting alcohol out. I started small with 30 days, like I said before, 60 days, and then when I'd done that, looked to 90 days, three months, six months, and then I got to the year point, And that's when things really started to turn around. And it was quite weird. When I got to my first year, people would be like, oh, you're going to celebrate with coming out of the piss with us? You're going to do this? You're going to do that? Um, and it's quite weird people, people saying that. With, with that causing so much pain and drama and going to such great lengths to cut that out of my life, why would I then want to sort of celebrate at the end of such a good run with slipping back into the same patterns that I was in before. And people have said that when I have got to the second year and the third year. Um, and it sort of still baffles me that people are in that kind of mindset. And it's the sort of environment that we're in. Everything we do, any sort of social gathering, birthdays, christenings, celebrations, Christmas, it's always centered around alcohol. So when you're the outlier, people are always like, Oh, he's a bit weird, he's not drinking. Um, and it puts that pressure on And I think in today's society, it needs to be normalized a little bit more, whereas if people aren't drinking, don't put the pressure on them. Just let them do what they want to do, and you enjoy yourself. And like I mentioned at the beginning, I used to drink a lot for confidence. Alcohol does give you confidence, but I just want you to remember that if you are using it for that, you are still that person. It's still you that's doing all those actions. You just have to find a way of being that person without drinking in excess, and using that for your confidence. And you can do it. Like tonight, I've proved it. I'm on stage for the first time, talking about this, completely sober. And I haven't touched a drop of, of, of beer for three years. It was three years on Monday. You just... <laughs> You just have to find what works for you and develop it over time. And trust me, it will, it will come. So, at the point where I said, so one thing will transform your life. So, after the year point, this is when things really started to sort of change and I noticed. because I, I wasn't so focused on the alcohol side of things. That was fairly easy now. Um, I've become more open-minded. I mean, people that know me that are in the crowd probably won't not think so. It's either Josh Hubbard's way or no way, but I am, and <laughs> and that's really what sort of triggers your personal development and your growth, and you take new opportunities, and you're open to new ideas, um, and I started thinking about what I wanted to do for the rest of my life. Instead of spending another 12 years in the army, I wanted to come out of the army, spend time with my family, and I was trying to think of ways of doing this, and I was a, I'm a personal trainer in the army, and I love fitness, so I decided to get the uh, qualification transferred into a civilian qualification, which took around about a year to do. Along with that, studying nutrition and human behaviours. And then once I'd done all that, it opened a new door up. And this is what I really wanted, and this is what I'm really focusing on now. And in May 2021, so in the middle of a pandemic, I launched my own business. Anyone that's created their own business before knows how stressful it is. Um, And it's taken around about a year now for that to sort of get off the ground. Um, And it's I'm pleased to say that I've now signed off in the military. I'm a free man next year, and that's what I'm looking to do full-time. And none of this would have been possible if I didn't take the plunge in September of 2019 um, and decide to completely cut alcohol out of my life. Now, I'm not saying you need to do that, but if you can identify something in your life that isn't serving you anymore then take action and change it. Because if you focus on it enough, on that one thing that's really causing you drama, trust me, in three, six, nine, twelve 12 months' time, you'll be going in a different path to what you was currently. And who knows where that might sort of take you. And you're probably sitting there thinking, why is this bloke, I've never heard of him before, stood up on stage telling me to stop drinking because my life's going to be mega. Well, <laughs> With somebody like me, I left school with one and a half GCSEs, which is half half less than Rodney Trotter when he got two GCSEs in maths and art. Right? I dropped out of college after two years. I joined the army, and I've been there ever since. So if somebody like that can do what I've done in the last three years, then anybody, literally anybody, can. The whole time, I have no idea what I'm doing when I'm running a business. I'm learning continuously. And if I was hungover or drinking that time would be then taken up and consumed by me being hungover. I'd miss that time with my children. And they're only little for so long. And if you spend most of your time going out on the piss, giving them to Nan and Grandad, the next day, hungover, it rolls into two, three days, you start going out through the week, you miss that time. Now, I'm not saying like before, it doesn't have to be alcohol. However, it's a great start. I know it sounds cheesy, but we only have one chance, and when it's gone, trust me, it's gone. So I'm gonna start wrapping up now. So for anyone that's looking to potentially take a break from alcohol, the things that I found really useful was an organization called One Year No Beer. They've got a great podcast, you don't need to pay anything, it's not a cult or anything like that. Um, but if you, spend, if you like podcasts, you spend a lot of time on the road, or you go running, walking, um, I strongly urge you to put them on. Really good at getting you sort of from your first three to sort of six months, if that's what you're sort of taking. And it's great to listen to some of the guests they've got on there as well, and some of the things that they've accomplished um, from cutting alcohol out of their lives. Um, alternatively, reach out to me. I'll be more than happy to help and uh, sort of steer you in the right direction. Uh, you can find me on Instagram at jhubbardfitness. Um, I was g- joking to Sam. I was going to make you all get your phones out, follow me on Instagram. Um, but, uh, but yeah, that is all from me. Thank you and good night.
1: Yes, Joshy boy. Now, all of you, get your phones out and follow him. It's on there. It's on your paper. Now, all of you, get your phones out. Follow him. Follow him. Follow him. <laughs> follow, him follow him. Follow him. Let's blow his phone up. But you don't have to stop drinking. now. I'm joking. I'm joking. Um, how well did he do, guys? Good, good, good. Take a seat, Josh. Let's have a chat to you. So how hard was that, um, especially, I know, with your partner and your mom and dad are in the room, right?
0: Yes, yeah. they're somewhere.
1: How, it give us a shout, mom, there. dad, partner. Ooh. Oh, He hasn't got any. <laughs> um, so how hard was that, standing on there, opening up? Um, now, <clears throat> let's take alcohol out of the equation, opening up just about something that's so... A lot of people go through it, um, but especially when you're a male and a military male... How hard was that to open up in front of not just your family, but a whole room of strangers?
0: I mean, it, it was a bonus, because I couldn't really see anyone because of the lights. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, but no, it, it's tough. And um, like I said before, not enough people sort of talk about it to normalise stuff. Like I spoke obviously about alcohol and whatnot, but the same goes with sort of um, males speaking out. And I know you've had some uh, great guests on the podcast talking about it. Um, during the rehearsals, when obviously I kept sending you the videos over, he was like, man, you need, to <laughs> you need to keep going a bit more. <laughs> you need to really talk about it. And it's, it is difficult to open up and uh, sort of not be emotional about it, but be honest about certain things, especially when it's you that you're talking about and you're struggling with stuff. Um, so it was difficult. I, I enjoyed it. It was, it was good. Um, so, yeah. I, I think he was it. brave.
1: Very brave. Round of applause, guys. <laughs> very, very brave. Because <laughs> I think most of my family and friends probably admit that I need to give up as well, but... I'm not brave enough. No, I need that in my it's life, tough, yeah. Man. It's, not, it's <laughs> not easy. Okay, so is it a culture in the military to drink a lot? Is, is, or is that starting to phase out now
0: in the no, military? No, no, it's definitely not phasing out. Um, it's probably one of the biggest cultures, bri- biggest drinking cultures uh, in the country, most probably. Um, especially the infantry. Um, it's very masculine. It's very go out on the piss every single night, wake up the next morning, go for an eight-mile run. Um, it's very much still the same. Nice, man.
1: Well, you've got this man to, uh, I don't know if people know, so got into podcast to maybe episode 15. So a little bit of background about Coffee with Sam podcast. It started during lockdown. Like a lot of people, I needed um, an event. I needed something to do. Uh, I think Alex's dad and partner in the room, yeah, I stole their garage and also you saw their living room on there. Um, wherever I could get my laptop, I said, can you leave me for an hour, please? I've got an interview to do. <laughs> um, and uh Heather would wanna get herself into the kitchen or into the living room and she couldn't because I'd gone live uh, on a podcast. Now, uh, it was cheerleading based and fitness based. Then I spoke to this dude about the military and that really, really interests me. And I was like, why am I just talking to singular people? Why am I not talking to everyone? Because humans are pretty sick. Um, And that's then where the podcast went from low and rocketed. Um, The downloads went up because people wanted to hear from inspirational people like Josh. Um, And we talked about his marathons and we talked about the military. So it's this guy's fault that I'm sat here today. He thinks I've given him the opportunity because he was saying, I really want to have a public speaking engagement. And I said, here you go, dude, I'll throw you on a stage in front of a few hundred people. There you go, how's that? Um, I don't think you thanked me this afternoon when you turned up to rehearse, did you? No, I was asking if we could sack it. (laughs) (laughs) He said he wasn't coming back after rehearsals. Um, But I have to thank him for why I'm sat here today because those many chains of activities, I would never have changed the podcast from cheerleading to talk to amazing human beings without you. Yeah, so I thank you, dude. And yeah, one last round of applause for Joshua Hoover, please.